Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, March 31st. It's never happened before, but a former president who happens to be the leading candidate for the Republican presidential nomination next year has been indicted on criminal charges. We are in uncharted political, legal, and historic waters here. A Manhattan grand jury has voted out an indictment of former President Donald Trump, who is now facing more than 30 counts related to business fraud in a hush money scheme from 2016. That's what sources familiar with the case tell CNN. He's expected to be arraigned in Manhattan on Tuesday afternoon around 2.15 p.m. Eastern. And sources familiar with Trump's travel plans say he will go to New York before his arraignment on Monday. Now, the indictment is still under seal, and it isn't expected to be unsealed before Tuesday's arraignment. It looks like it will eventually be released to the public at that arraignment. So keep that in mind as you're listening to all of the ramifications of this historic moment. Nobody, nobody including Donald Trump, has seen the charges and the actual indictment in this case yet. Donald Trump is going to be treated very similarly to any other person who has been charged with a crime, which is that he's going to have to go through the booking process. He's going to get fingerprinted. He's going to be arraigned. He's going to get a mugshot taken. All of that is going to occur. Now, It doesn't occur exactly like it does for everyone else when you're a former president, which is why the United States Secret Service has been meeting with officials in New York to figure out the logistics of getting a former president and a Secret Service protectee through this process. How is Trump responding to the news of being indicted in this case? Probably pretty much exactly how you would expect. I mean, he has been giving us a preview for the last couple weeks of what his script would be for himself and how he hoped the Republican Party would play along with him. So he has called this investigation, quote, a witch hunt. In his initial statement last night, the former president said, quote, this is political persecution and election interference at the highest level in history. Now, let's be crystal clear here. There is zero evidence that this is election interference on part of the Manhattan D.A., But Donald Trump is going to seize this moment to try and turn it to his political advantage if possible, to take the negative of an indictment and fundraise off it and try to fortify his base of support and use it as a galvanizing moment. Remember, he is a candidate for president. One of Donald Trump's attorneys, Joe Tacopina, told NBC this morning what next steps he and his team will take. President Trump will not take a plea deal in this case. It's not going to happen. There's no crime. I don't know if it's going to make the trial because we have substantial legal challenges that we have to to front before we get to that point. He also said he was surprised by the timing of the indictment. A source tells CNN that Donald Trump was caught off guard as well. Michael Cohen was Donald Trump's former attorney who facilitated and helped arrange the hush money payments to Stormy Daniels and to Karen McDougal, you may recall. And it is those payments that are at the very center of this case. Cohen told CNN yesterday that he thinks Donald Trump was seething 
behind the scenes yesterday as this was unfolding, and that being mugshotted and having an F for felony was Trump's biggest fear. He also had this message for his former boss. We have an indictment. Clearly, that means that the information provided was more than enough for the grand jury to come back with a determination for an indictment. Oh, by the way, for Donald, since we're talking about convicted felons, see you on Tuesday, pal. Cohen, you may recall, was sentenced to three years in prison back in 2018 for crimes that included arranging payments to silence women who claimed to have affairs with Donald Trump, affairs that Donald Trump has denied. Jared Kushner was at an event earlier today in Miami Beach, Florida, the son-in-law of the former president, the former senior advisor to then-President Trump when he was in the White House. Now, neither Jared nor Ivanka Trump are involved with Donald Trump's 2024 campaign, but Kushner today said that this indictment is unprecedented. And I think that that shows, obviously, the fear that the Democrats have of Trump and the political strength that he has. And just as a family member, uh, obviously, Ivanka and I uh, love him very much. It's, uh, it's been hard to watch uh, the opponents of him politically continue to break every norm over the last years to try to, uh, to try to get him. That was courtesy of Bloomberg News. Since news of the indictment became public, Donald Trump has been calling key allies on Capitol Hill to shore up their support of him. That's according to a senior Republican source familiar with these conversations. CNN's reporting that this line of communication between Trump and his team and top Republicans on the Hill has been pretty open in recent days. Multiple people familiar with the talk say House Republicans update Trump and his advisors on their progress with their investigations into Alvin Bragg. Many House Republican leaders were quick to publicly defend Trump last night when the news broke, including House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who tweeted, quote, Alvin Bragg has irreparably damaged our country in an attempt to interfere in our presidential election. The House of Representatives will hold Alvin Bragg and his unprecedented abuse of power to account. The chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer, went on Fox News this morning and railed against this investigation into Trump. One thing that we're concerned about in Washington, uh, Congressman Jordan and myself, is that there's coordination being conducted here between Merrick Garland's DOJ and all these different entities that are going after Donald Trump. This is a political witch hunt. They are doing everything in their ability to create a na- narrative uh, that would hurt Donald Trump. For his part, Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan DA in his office, responded again to a letter today sent by the three House Republican Committee chairmen last week. They were looking for testimony and information from Bragg on his investigation. Well, today, the district attorney's general counsel called on House Republicans to withdraw their demand for information and accused them of launching their investigation for political purposes. One of Donald Trump's most vociferous supporters in the Congress... Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican of Georgia, tweeted today that she's going to New York on Tuesday. She says she's going to join in protest of this indictment in New York next week. Now, over in the Senate, at the very upper echelons of the Republican Party there, it's a different story. The top two Senate Republicans so far have remained silent. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell and the minority whip John Thune have not made any statement in reaction to Trump's indictment, at least as of Friday afternoon when we recorded this podcast. 
And in perhaps what is a totally expected development, but still nonetheless stunning to observe, the Republican opponents or potential opponents to Donald Trump in this 2024 Republican nomination race, for the most part, are rallying around him. You might think a candidate gets indicted for a crime, that that would be an opportunity to rail against your opponent, that that's not a credential that most candidates go out on the trail and sell. And yet most of Donald Trump's opponents or potential opponents in this race are actually reading from the script he has written in terms of pushing back on the indictment, on the investigation, and on a prosecution that they deem political. Give a listen to what Mike Pence, the former vice president to Donald Trump, told my colleague Wolf Blitzer last night. Well, I think the unprecedented indictment of a former president of the United States on a campaign finance issue is an outrage. And and it appears to millions of Americans to be nothing more than a political prosecution that's driven by a prosecutor who literally ran for office on the pledge to indict the former president. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida tweeted out his opposition to the indictment saying, quote, the Soros-backed Manhattan district attorney is sort of out of bounds here, as he called him. And he went on to say that he would not, quote, assist in an extradition request for Trump, who is a Florida resident. I'm not even sure that's constitutionally possible, but it doesn't matter. Donald Trump seems willing and sometimes eager to go to New York and and face the arraignment. But the fact that DeSantis is actually doubling down now on pushing back on the prosecution is a bit different from where he was a week and a half ago when he reminded everyone of the tawdry details of hush money payments to a porn star and said he knows nothing about that. That was gone. Now it was just DeSantis sort of reading from the Trump script. One potential Republican presidential candidate, Asa Hutchinson, the former governor of Arkansas, appears to be the only one so far in the current or potential field taking a different approach. It's no secret that he is not a Donald Trump fan. He said he can't support him as the nominee of the party if indeed he becomes the nominee. But today, Asa Hutchinson actually called on Donald Trump to leave the race. When a public official uh, is indicted, I think in the regard for the office and uh, and uh, the uh, the office is more important than the person. They should step aside and that standard should apply here. Do you think that Trump should now step aside? Well, I do, but he's not you going okay, to. Okay, okay. And only he can make that decision. That was Hutchinson on Fox Business today. So it's pretty clear what the political playbook is here for Trump. Raise money off of this. Try and galvanize and fortify support among your followers, but also among the broad Republican Party officialdom, if you will, and demonize the prosecutor, Alvin Bragg, a Harvard-educated lawyer who was elected to the district attorney position back in 2021. You will hear talk of George Soros's money, the uh, liberal billionaire funding a super PAC that aided Bragg's campaign in 2021. 
And you will hear people point to the fact that Bragg, during the course of his campaign, said that he helped to sue Trump more than 100 times in his former roles. So there's no doubt that Alvin Bragg will become a central figure here as the prosecutor first ever in American history to bring an indictment forward from a grand jury against a former president of the United States. But remember, folks, all of that is a campaign in the court of public opinion. Donald Trump is now going to face the reality that he is going to go through an actual legal court process, one in which he does not have any power to control. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Steve Lichtai is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe, Taylor Galgano, and Martin Gualando. We'll be back Monday. <laughs>